are listening to Afraid Not Podcast with Jill McCormick and Robin Wall. We believe that our stories matter and make us who we are. Every other week, we invite guests to join us and share their stories. Even though our stories have not, we are not afraid. Our stories have phrase, they are not perfect. We believe the truth of our mess makes us stronger. We hope that God uses these stories to encourage and strengthen your faith as you trust in Him. Our theme verse is Colossians 1.17, which says, And He is before all things, and in Him all things hold together, even our frayed knots. Hey, podcast listeners, I'm Jill McCormick. And I'm Robin Wall. And this is Afraid Not Podcast. And welcome back after a few months of summer. Yeah, we had a little break on Afraid Not. And actually, it was the first time in our entire history of our podcast that we took a little break. And we are back, ready for some wonderful episodes to share with you, our listeners. And our start for this um, fall, we are starting with a wonderful guest named Amy Davis, and she's here tonight. We are so excited to have Amy as to be our first starting off the fall. You guys are going to love this story of redemption. It's a story of family, a story of, I mean, I don't even know what all to say. This is just a great, incredible story. You're going to love it. Listen in. Amy, thanks so much for joining us tonight. I'm so glad to be here and able to share with you guys. We have been hoping that you would say yes for so long, and this is wonderful that you said yes, you're here, and we want you to tell, we want to tell you right now, we totally appreciate that you are here because we know this is a really important story, and we feel like the listeners are going to, in many ways, God's going to use this story in ways that we have no idea, but right. he does. And so it's just awesome that you said yes. Thanks. Yeah. So Well, I hope so, and I, I think it will. So, <laughs> All right, so introduce yourself to our listeners. Robin and I know you very well, but introduce yourself <laughs> to our listeners. Um, well, I am Amy, and I am a school teacher here in Owasso. I teach first grade. I've been there for at my school teaching for 17 years. Um, I'm married to Keith Davis, and um, we have three kids, our son, Connor, and Addie. All three of them are in college. Cannot believe I have three in college. I'm not that old. <laughs> Empty nester. <laughs> Empty nester, yeah. Yeah. And, um, and so, yes. That makes yes. three of us. <laughs> yeah, that makes three of us. That is one thing, you know, that is new for us, is that we are empty nesters, Keith and I, and having to try to figure out, you know, what to do with ourselves. Hey, speaking mm-hmm. of Keith, I would love for you to tell us your story. How did you meet Keith? Well, funny thing. <laughs> I was uh, working at a place when I was in high school. I think I was like 18. I was a senior in high school. And I was working at a place in Oklahoma City called Hyde Drug. It's kind of like a Walgreens or mm-hmm. CVS, whatever. Jill worked there with me. I did. We became friends, close friends. I was not raised in... A Christian home, not raised in a home going to church, so she invited me to church to hang around with some college people because I was getting ready to graduate high school and things like that. And I was already in college. And yeah, you were already in college, that's right. And so we went to some things at our church in Oklahoma City. We went to see... I don't know if you remember this, Jill, but we went to see fried green tomatoes. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and I, and I was just going with them to watch the movie, and all of a sudden, I see this guy like go all the way. I don't know if you remember this, Jill, all the way to the front, and he just stands there and he and waves looks around and, and waves. waves. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So I was like, hmm, I wonder who that guy is. <laughs> so anyway, it was Keith, and that's kind of how we um, just started to know each other and to hang out. Then we just continued hanging out with Sarah and Jill and just some other friends, you know. So, and then after that, you know, we dated for a little bit and were engaged and married. <laughs> Coming married. up on your tw- 29th, 30th? We just celebrated 28th. Just celebrated 28th. Yes, because awesome. you guys are ahead of us. That's right. So this summer is our 29th. 9th, yeah. That's right. So when and you are 28 as well. Right? Yes. We yes. got married in May. You got married in June. Yes. Yeah. And you got married in August. That's right. Yeah. And I remember your gorgeous wedding dress and oh, your beautiful wedding. Oh, yeah. 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. Amy and I had many adventures together. Uh -huh. We did. We laughed. Yeah, you meet some interesting folks at Hyde Drug. Oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Always. There was Alice. Remember Alice? Yes. Mm -hmm. so. Yes. We had some managers that all had crushes on Amy. Oh, my goodness. All of the warehouse guys, all of the stalkers, they all had crushes on Amy. <laughs> Uh, what I was eighteen, so I'm like, now I'm forty nine. So you know, no. So but yes, it was a good time at Hyde. We did have some fun times, and we were in each other's wedding, and mm -hmm. it was a friendship that is still obviously a good friendship, but it was a special mm. friendship as well. I'm so, so glad, and yeah. you know what? I mean, think how cool it is that you're first experience with church or one of your first experiences mm -hmm. with church was because your friend invited you mm -hmm. jill just reached out hey you want to go with me and mm -hmm. brought you to church and who knew that that was going to be a huge turning point in your life right to meet your husband and then also to meet the lord in fact let's go there tell us how you met jesus like what was your story how did that how fold did out yeah well i remember working at hyde and it was around easter time and Jill and I, I think we were at the register or something, and they had the greeting cards, and it was like Passover, mm -hmm. and you know, and I kept, I asked Jill, because I knew she had gone to church, because literally I knew nothing about church, about Jesus, anything, and so um, I asked Jill, what is Passover? Jill explained it to me, and then from there, that went to me meeting with her on Wednesday nights. And I think Sarah, maybe too. Yeah, Sarah. Sarah Brawley Johnston, if you may yes. know Sarah Brawley. <laughs> we watched a movie, the Jesus movie. Mm -hmm. I do remember house. that at my yes. house. Yeah. And so, awesome. and like the Jesus, the old Jesus old, movie, not yeah. the chosen. The, right. Like the old Jesus. Yeah. yeah. The old one. Oh, yes. yeah. Well, and that was one of the things that Keith said that he remembered about me because he came. Yeah. And um, I had tears in my eyes, you know, because of what I was watching, what I was mm -hmm. seeing. And so with that on Wednesday nights, it became an every Wednesday thing. And I would have dinner with them at their house. And it was just a special time. Mm -hmm. um, they, you know, I started going to Council Road Baptist Church. And I accepted Christ as my Savior there. And Keith... <laughs> baptized me because oh, I love we were in <laughs> the council road was in a time where there wasn't a pastor so it was like Chris was there uh -huh. and Keith yeah. and they were all you know just taking turns and so yeah because I was so nervous and everything it was just you know Keith was being a friend and asked you know if if it would be okay and I was like sure because I was comfortable I knew him and you know yeah it was a big church I was nervous so was this anyway, before you were dating or while you were dating this was before we were dating I love it that cool. he baptized you. Oh, yes. What a cool detail. Yes. And so from there, this is the cool part, because from there, Jill never gave up on me, and she still kept meeting with me, and we did Bible studies, and, you know, she was just kind of showing me. But Keith was so um, into me finding someone to disciple me. Mm -hmm. And so he contacted Vicki Banks. Oh, love Vicki Banks. Love, love her. Yes. And asked her if she would be interested in discipling somebody. And she said, you know what? God laid it on my heart that I, you know, somebody, I would like to disciple them and I'd like to, you know. And mm -hmm. so that's how that formed was Keith was just really didn't want, you know, me to just be baptized and be done, you know, whatever. Right. He wanted it, a true, you know, decision. And so I was discipled by Vicki mm -hmm. Banks. Wow. And she took me to Sonic and we talked and she was telling me um, the different books of the Bible. We talked about what a study Bible was. I mean, she just kind of like the basic things. Yeah. And, um, and so from that, you know, that was probably, I mean, Keith and I kind of started dating kind of during that time. And because I was, I graduated high school in 92, and I want to say that this was in 93, maybe. Mm -hmm. And then Keith and I started dating in 94, and then we were married in 95. So it kind of all just, you know, with the decision that I made, Jill, Vicki Banks, you know, mm -hmm. and all that. Mm -hmm. So, and then ever since then, you know, going along with Keith as 
student pastor's wife and <laughs> you've been in ministry your whole married life I have yeah yeah and who would have thought because in high school I mean you know I was not someone that anybody would have thought that I would marry a minister or you know and so who would have thought but so but talk about your growing up a little bit because I know a lot of your afraid not story has to do with your family mm-hmm. so growing up I um I have my mom and my stepdad and my parents, my mom and my dad got divorced when I was real little and uh, my mom remarried. And so um, I was born in Lincoln, Nebraska. And so we moved to Oklahoma from Nebraska when my mom remarried. And so then we had, you know, I all growing up, you know, he, Steve is his name, raised me, you know, he was there, he provided, you know, and all the things, my mom as well. And um, it was one of those things that um, when it comes to thinking about my biological dad, I didn't really know anything about him. Did you remember him? Like what he looked like? Or? Um, I might. I mean, I was in his wedding. So like I was on my dad's when he remarried. I was in his wedding and I was a flower girl. I had a beautiful white dress. I remember that, you know, or whatever. And, but that was the last time that I saw him. Oh, wow. Was that, and I believe I was five, maybe five or six. Mm -hmm. And I knew that my dad and my um, stepmom, Kathy, had a baby, and his name was Nick. And I do have a picture, I don't, but they do have a picture of me holding him. So I knew that they were, you know, but when you are in a home, as where I was, where um, it wasn't talked about a lot about my biological dad and all that, that it was just focused on what I was in in that moment, then you kind of just pushed it to the side oh, and sure. forgot about it. Um, you know, they, my mom and my stepdad never talked to me about him. They never, you know, um, they did tell me one time, um, we were in Oklahoma City area, and they said that he, my dad, had wrote them a letter asking my stepdad to adopt me because he just didn't have time for me. Really? Yeah, that's what that's, she was told. That's, that's what, what I was told. told. Yes. And so then, you know, as a girl, and I, yes, was a very shy girl. I mean, you know, and very timid and, you know, and all that. And so I just went along with my mom and my stepdad, you know, and I just kind of, okay, you know, Did they love me. feelings that they told you, we got this letter, your dad wants the stepdad to adopt. Did you feel hurt feelings or were you like, this is fine? Yeah, I was gonna... like, this is fine. Okay. Because it's not like I had ever seen my dad and we were having back and forth things, right. you know. Right. And so it was just wedding day that he had, flower girl gone Hmm. you know and so then after that so you know growing up like that you know I never honestly really thought much about Jim my dad because there in my mind there's no use because he didn't want to have anything to do with me Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so I'm like okay so you know and so I have my mom and my stepdad have a child Whitney was my sister so were you adopted before Whitney was born was I um, by yeah, Steve? I was never adopted. Oh, okay. Yeah, but you took his name. Nope, didn't oh. even take his name. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's right. No, you're yeah. right. You're right. And so that I mean, you know, so that was told to me, but it never happened. Okay. Okay. You know. Huh. So yes. So and I, I mean, you know, I just kind of when I asked, I, I mean, I would, I would ask, and they're like, oh, you know, it costs a lot of money to do that or whatever. And so, okay, you know, so here I am, you know, I'm a little girl, timid. I mean, I really was timid. And you, as a child, you don't question your life. Right. You just think this is the way it is for everyone. What I'm doing, whatever I'm, this is it. Right. And you don't question it. Right. And so, um, you know, went on, graduated high school. You know, like I said, my mom and my stepdad, Steve, they supported me. They, you know, did all that they did. Um... And whenever I got married in 95, um, you know, we still had a good relationship. But, I mean, when you're married, you need to, you know, be dependent on your husband and things like that. And so, and then they would move off. My parents moved off to 
um, Nebraska and things. And so our relationship kind of not, I mean, you know, we still saw each other. We still did things, but it wasn't as like I was living with them, you know, and stuff. So going back a little bit, Mm -hmm. um, what was their reaction when you got into Christianity and you married a minister and that was Um, not what they were into? What was their reaction? First of all, being a Christian, they didn't really didn't care one way didn't or the other. Didn't care one way or the other. I mean, you were there mm-hmm. when I was baptized. They yeah. weren't there, nowhere mm-hmm. to be found. Mm-hmm. Um, being married to a pastor, I don't think that they really thought much of it, except I remember sometimes them asking Keith, well, what else do you do besides ministry? Because I didn't understand, you know, mm-hmm. that it's a full-time job yeah. and things like that. So, you know, one way or other, they just, you know, they didn't like shun us or shun Keith, you know, or whatever. Um, but that was not what they had planned. You know what I'm saying? I think they wanted me to marry a doctor or a lawyer. You know what I'm saying? But, mm-hmm. Sure. But they didn't ever like shun, but you could just, I could just tell that they were just, just not disappointed, but just kind of like, okay, this is how it's going to be, mm-hmm. you know? And I don't know if they thought if it's going to last or not, you know, I don't know. Um, but, um, and so when, can I ask you a question before you go on? Yeah. Up until this point Mm -hmm. of your, you know, you just as a newlywed, was there a time that you ever brought up questions like, I'm just curious about my biological dad Mm -hmm. or no, it was just a non-issue. Yep. It was a non-issue. Even when I got married, it wasn't Mm -hmm. like I was thinking I needed to have my dad. I had my dad, I had Steve, you know, whatever, Mm -hmm. but I didn't. You know, but I was told so much that he did not want had to have anything to do with me. So that being embedded in my mind, I just kind of, you know, okay. You didn't question it. I didn't question it. Yeah. I was just like, okay. And so, and because I, I trusted my mom and my stepdad. I trusted yeah. what they were saying. Sure. You know. Of course. Um, and so, you know, marrying Keith. You know, we went to Buffalo, Oklahoma. <laughs> oh, I remember you didn't really love no. that. <laughs> great people. Yes, great sure. people. But it was hard because I left a job. I was working at Council Road. I left school, college. I left friends mm-hmm. and my family. And the city. And a the bigger city. city. <laughs> bigger city. To Buffalo yeah. where there's one light <laughs> and <laughs> just Keith and I. <laughs> Did they even have... A McDonald's. No. No McDonald's. The closest McDonald's was 30 minutes away in Woodward. Wow. Yeah. So you were just really in the country. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, that really, I mean, because Keith would go to work every day and I would, I didn't have anything because I couldn't substitute teach or anything because I wasn't from that area. It was just really hard to get in, you know, I, I could do church stuff, you know, but not go into the community, you know, because they didn't know me. I We got married in June, and so I did all the camps, you know, and stuff, all the fun things like that. And then, you know, it was just, Keith said that when he would leave and I would be laying, because I can only clean my house so much. I would <laughs> yeah. be laying on the couch watching, you know, Price is Right or something. And then he would come home for lunch, and I'm still laying on the couch. And then he'd go back to work because we lived in a parsonage, so he just had to walk back and forth, oh, you know. My goodness. Yeah. And so he would do that, and he would just find me on the couch, and he was like, "I've got to save my marriage." I mean, you know, not that there was divorce or anything ever talked about, but he just knew you needed something. I needed something. Yeah. And so you know, the Lord, you know, started stirring his heart and everything and mine, and we moved to Hera, First Baptist Hera. Loved it. We were there for six years. I was only in Buffalo for six months. But <laughs> Keith was there like a year and a half, you know. So, and he loved it. I mean, like his bachelor, you know, the first six months I wasn't there or whatever, the first whatever, you know, he went fishing. He went, you know, fed the cows or whatever else they do out in Buffalo. Harvest wheat, you know. No, not me. <laughs> but great people. I met some great people, but oh, you know, sure. yeah. So Hera, you know, we were there and that's when I finished my degree. And I was telling somebody mm-hmm. the other day that I was really, I have really just stopped and thought about my life a lot and here lately. And I'm just really proud of myself for finishing mm-hmm. my degree because what, when we were first married, I wasn't going to school because there wasn't a school, but two hours away from us. Right. And so, 
that in itself, I have to look back because nobody encouraged me. Now, Keith did, but like I didn't have parents that would encourage me or, you know, but I did it because that's what I wanted to do. And so Mm -hmm. I have to think, you know, thank you, Lord, for Mm -hmm. taking me somewhere where I am going to be able to finish. Because if I would have stayed somewhere that didn't, I don't know where I would be, you know, or what I would be doing. Mm -hmm. And I'm so thankful because I love teaching Mm -hmm. and I love you know, the littles and, you know, and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So I do, I mean, I think, you know, thank you, Lord, for getting me out of there, but, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. So, because I know that there's a lot of people that when they don't go to college or when they stop going to college, it's hard to get back in. And I just knew that that was something, you know, I wanted to do. That took a lot of resolve, and I'm so glad you did it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. How yep. long did it take you? Did you have two more years to finish? Yeah, I had two more years to finish. So, um, which wasn't bad. I mean, you know, and we lived in lived in Hera and I would travel to UCO um, every day, you know, or whatever, and just drive back and forth. And I met some great people because there were some people in Hera that was actually going and doing the same thing. And we would just carpool. So it was, you know. And UCO nice. has a lot of commuter people yes. coming in and out. Oh, so still yes. to this day. Yeah. So right. it's easier Thousands. to kind of <laughs> right. find your group. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, so, you know, then um, I started teaching in Hera, and the funny thing is, is my first job I got in Hera, I was, became pregnant with Carson, and then, <laughs> and then, um, so, I, Carson was born in March of 2000, and then, um, shortly after that, I became pregnant with Connor, so my second year of teaching at the same school, I was pregnant with Connor, so. And you were um, surprised, right? Yes. <laughs> With yes. both or with Connor? With Connor, yeah. Um, so Carson was born March fourth of two thousand, and Connor was born March eighteenth of two thousand one. And <laughs> my principal, the joke was, is like, I don't think the Lord need, wants you to work a full year because I would always, you know, have off, you know. <laughs> and so, and then the following year is when I left at December because Keith accepted a job in Owasso here. Um, and so it was really funny because so you my, had never really had right, a full teacher. Right. Year. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, so when they got your resume, they're probably like, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, but hey, I've been there now 17 yeah. years, so it worked out for me, right? <laughs> so anyway. Yeah. But when I, when we moved to Hera, um, I stayed home for six years with my two boys and then we had Addie. Um, and when Addie turned four is when I got the job at Northeast. And so, but during that time, so when I, when, when we moved to Owasso, I was 26, 27 and we've been Owasso now for 23 years. Well, in December it will be 23 years. And when we first moved to Owasso, I mean, it was not even a year, I don't think. Um, I remember Keith's calling me and saying, we have to go to dinner. And I was like, okay. Mm. So um, we went to dinner and he said, I just want you to know that I'm not pushing you to do anything. I'm not pressuring you. I'm just relaying what has said, what was said to me. And I was like, okay. It, just telling me that this is up to me. This, And I had no idea what he was talking about. And he had said, I just want you to know that your dad, Jim Hitch, called me today at work. Now, how and far so, in from you being in Owasso was that? Um, um, we moved in, like, when did we move? December of 2001. And yeah. I would say probably April. Of the same year. Of the same year. Wow. Okay. Of, well, of 2002. Two, yeah. Yeah. Tw- yeah. Okay. Anyway, but my thing is, is that, so back to Hera, we rented a house there. And one of my um, teacher friends... Her dad was where we rented the house from, and she had called me, and she's like, hey, I just want to let you know that there is some uh, gym that is looking for you. What? And that, and that um, my dad just said, you know, that they moved to Owasso, and that he's a pastor there, you know, and all that stuff. And I was like, okay. But I still didn't think anything of it, because my mom had told me some at some point during within that you know, two year, whatever mm-hmm. time from, from before I moved from Hera to Owasso, because I think she kind of knew that my dad was looking for me because she said, if you come in contact with your dad, you will be dead to us. 
So did that ring some alarms to Whoa, you? Of like, it did. Of like, maybe he didn't totally not want me? Right. Right. But I really, honestly, still because, I mean, even though I'm 26 years old, yeah, still because I'm nervous, I'm scared, I don't want to lose this family right. because I don't know what this family is, you know. And so I just kind of was like, okay, mom, That's you know, a whatever. statement. Right. If you are contacted by... No, if yeah. you make contact, if you with, make contact with your dad, you will be dead to us. Mm-hmm. What a scary statement. Right. And so, you know, so when Keith told me that, I was like, oh my gosh, I can't. There's no way. Mm. You know, I, I can't lose my mom and, you know, my dad that raised me, you know, and stuff because I don't, I mean, and so I just, you know, so I just was like, Okay, so Keith, you know, he's like, and this was before cell phones, you know, this is like emailing and, you know, and all that stuff. Right. Keith goes, what do you want to do with it? I said, nothing right now. So he had emailed Keith. He or he had called. called uh, he called, called the, the church. church office. Yes. And he's like, do, you know, what do you want to do with it? I said, I don't want to do anything with it right now. I said, because I don't want my parents to find out. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so he was like, okay. And so that was in, we moved here in 2000. One, so that was in 2002. So, and let me tell you, I waited a long time. And so, and my dad never gave up. My biological dad, Jim, never gave up. He didn't bother me. He didn't pester me. He anything. He would, you know, email, "Hey, how's it going?" And then I would email back. And so it was really patiently and you know just easy, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, I would start asking him questions on email and he would send me a letter. So did Keith give him your email? How did he get your email? So I finally told Keith that he could give him my email address. So that's how he Mm -hmm. got that information. And so I just would email like, Hey, tell me your side of the story or Hey, you know, what happened and stuff. And so when he told me, you know, before, before he, um, when he met my mom, that he was not a Christian, that, you know, he was, you know, he, that he was in a band. I mean, you know, there was just something, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so he told me those things. And, um, and he said that, you know, he tried, he wanted to do counseling with my mom and she didn't want to. Wow. And so. And of course, all this time, the emails, this was a big secret from yes, your mom? Yes, yes. Big secret. Like, okay. I was like, no, right. not. Big secret. Yeah. And he was fine with that because he knew what was said to me and he did not want mm-hmm. that to, you know. And so, you know, so I started thinking, you know, if it, like he tried, but he said he stopped trying because he didn't want me to go through the heartache, you know, of. Him trying to make contact with me and then them not letting me see him. In fact, he told me one time, he was because I was born in Nebraska, and he was at a stoplight. And he said that he looked over and he saw this Jeep. And my stepdad, Steve, was always into nice cars. And he was like, huh, that's a nice Jeep or a nice car. And he looked over and I was in the window. <gasps> oh, my So goodness. he told me that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And he said, you know, I couldn't do anything I could you know whatever but he said I got to see you you know and stuff I don't know how old I was or when you know I know I was younger but you know Mm. um and so anyway he just like I said he was real patient he was just like waited on me and it was my time and um and as time was going on cell phones you know and text messaging and so I was not a good emailer once text messaging came and so I gave him my phone number and we started texting Still, no one knew about it, mm-hmm. but um, also his kids. He's got eight other kids. Wow. And so... You the, have eight siblings. I do. Whoa. Let me tell you about them in a minute. Wow. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, and so um, they um, they would kind of message me through Facebook, you know, or I would message them, you know, um, just to kind of feel them out. See, because, you know, here I am someone coming into their life, you know, and saying, sure. like, how do they feel or what, you know. Did you wonder if they wanted to welcome you? Right. Yes. Yes. And so, you know, and they were real friendly and things, and they were real, you know. And um, and so um, 
that started happening with them becoming my friends on Facebook. And um, so then my sister, Whitney, asked me one time. Your sister from your mom and Steve. Yes. Mm -hmm. Asked me one time, um, who is Nick Hitch? And I said, that's my, that's a brother, you know, a half brother from, and she's like, why are you friends with him? And I was like, oh, he, he probably just seeing what's going on with me, you know, whatever. So I kind of played it off and, you know, and so, um, so about, it was a couple years, 2017 or whatever. So remember 2002 is when he contacted me, 2017, I was like, Okay, Keith, I think it's time that I meet him. And so 15 so, years of patient yeah. messaging and patient waiting. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And so um, I met, so he, so my dad, Jim, is a um, marriage counselor. I mean, he, you know, has a lot. So he was going to Alabama and he would always tell me when he was coming through Owasso, just in case I ever wanted to just take that chance, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so when he was coming it through Owasso to go to Alabama, which he didn't have to go that way, but he knew if I wanted to meet him, he would. Mm-hmm. And so he, um, and so I just told Keith, I was like, okay, I'm going to do it, you know? And so we oh, made wow. arrangements. He stayed at the, um, hotel that's behind Cracker Barrel. I can't remember the name. And we made arrangements for me to go and meet him in the lobby there. And then we were, Keith and I, I wanted Keith there with me because he's always really good with conversation and, you know, kind of breaking the ice or whatever. And so, um, he, uh, we met him there and then we went to Cracker Barrel. And so I remember sitting in the car and, you know, we said like eight o'clock or something. I took the day off of school, you know, whatever. And, and so he said like eight o'clock. And so I remember getting in the parking lot and. Keith is doing something. And I'm like, if we don't go in now, I'm not going. Like, I mean, you know, just because of the nerves and, yes. you know, and all that stuff. Yeah. And so, and we went in. Were you scared? I was. I mean, you know, I was not, I mean, scared, nervous, whatever, you know. Yeah. And, and at that point, I didn't really think about my mom and my stepdad and what they were thinking. I was thinking more of like, I'm doing this for my dad, you know, mm-hmm. on that. And so, and for me. And so I, uh, we walked into the lobby and he's standing there, you know, whatever. And it was a sweet moment, you know, um, Keith was really good because I told him, you know, just make sure that there's no like awkward, you know, awkwardness. Cause I don't know what to say. I don't know, you yeah, know how yeah. to act. I don't, you know, and, um, and so it, there was tears, you know, and stuff. And so then we went to Cracker Barrel. We were there for like three hours just talking. Aww. He shared with me, mm-hmm. you know, things and how he became a Christian and, you know, talked about all his kids and, you know, and all that. And and so I was like, okay. And then we kept in contact and he would come a few times and see me, you know, and stuff. And COVID kind of halted things, you know, for a while. And so then in 2000 and 21, I think it was, um, they always have like a harvest party, like the whole family. And it's around, um, uh, Thanksgiving, you know, and all that time, maybe in October, November, whenever they can fit it in. So they asked if I wanted to go, I mean, wow. if I wanted to come. So I said, okay. And so Keith and I went, we didn't take my kids and we didn't tell my kids anything about this because we didn't want them to miss out on my parents right? as grandparents, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And sure. so we just didn't say anything. So we, um, Keith and I went, and so I have three sisters and five brothers, and all of them were there except for uh, my brother Blake and my brother Nick. And so when I walked in, you know, they were all like, this is Amy, you know, and stuff. And when I tell you that they were the most, they welcomed me with open arms, with hugs, with everything. And it just made me feel so good that I was just like, I love it. I love this family. I love everything about this. And what about your stepmom? Sweet as can be. Sweet as can be. She was very welcoming. In fact, when we pulled up, they both met us out there. And in fact, we tried to get Kathy to come to Owasso before I met all the kids, but it just didn't work out with COVID and things like that, you Mm -hmm. know? 
so we did try those things, but, um, and so that whole weekend we got there, I think Friday or whatever, and then stayed and they had like a little, um, I don't, I don't want bed and breakfast type area, you know, that's where we stayed and stuff and on there, they have an old farmhouse, lots of land. Um, and so I met the nieces and nephews, you know, and stuff I have. Well, there's like 19 of them. Oh, my word. <laughs> 19 nieces yeah. and nephews. And that's not counting my kids, so, you oh, know. Oh, wow. Um, anyway, yeah. so we went in and we just talked, <laughs> and they just, you know, kind of got to know me. And they all told me individually that when they were old enough to understand that Kathy and my dad would tell them about me. Wow. So they all knew me growing up. And then, but your name was Amy, and that, yes. Oh wow! And they also told me that when they would pray, they would always pray for me. I told them, I said, "Well, that is ten people praying for me that didn't that never prayed for me when I was growing up because mm -hmm. I wasn't in church, you know, and stuff." And so that was just really cool to hear how they all prayed for me. Mm -hmm. They all knew who I was. And so then I, you know, Keith was, we had a great weekend. We got to know, you know, them the best that we could with the days that were there. They had a, you know, they always do like a hay ride with the harvest party that they do. So we went on a hay ride and, you know, and, you and stuff. so included. I did. Like time. they all was kind of, you know, yes, come over here or let's, you know, come with it or this is what we're going to do, you know, or whatever and stuff. So, I mean, you know, and, um, so it was good. It was a really, I mean, like I just felt like a piece, you know, mm -hmm. and, um, so then in 2022, we took our kids. It was a summer. We took our kids and they loved it. How did Carson and Connor and Addie respond to this surprising news so that they have this whole other family that they never all these cousins I know wildest <laughs> dreams thought about so they at first when I told them that I was I had met my real dad and that this was you know whatever Addie was like I would do the same thing why not mom because wow. at that time my mom and stepdad were kind of drifting away they had kind of gotten wind that you were in contact. I never said it, but I think they, Facebook or whatever, something, they kind of got wind. So they pulled away from you. Mm -hmm. So when I when they said dead to me, they were serious. Oh. So I, I mean, I would text them, you know, like, happy birthday, happy Mother's Day, and there was no response. Mm. So I just, after that, I thought, you know what? That's their choice. I've tried. Mm -hmm. You know, and I have peace with what I'm doing. If they, you know, choose this route, they don't contact my kids anymore. Aww. They, you know, anything. But my kids are okay because they have this side of the family. Mm -hmm. That they, you know, like I have a brother that's 25 and Carson's 23. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so when we all went, they had the best time, you know, just hanging out. And my brothers were like, I can't believe I have a niece and nephews that are this old. <laughs> they're all, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Because they're all like younger, you know? And so they would just, you know, have fun with them. And they got to shoot guns. Like they never, you know, have shot a gun before or whatever. And so because they have all this land or whatever, and that's what they did, we all shot guns. I even shot a gun, but I am not very good at it at all, hitting the target. And then like... <laughs> One of my sisters has lots of horses, and one of my nephews um, got Connor on a horse, and so <laughs> Connor rode a horse. And I mean, the Addy and Carson were just laughing at him, but he was just having a grand old time, you know. So <laughs> that is something that we have now, and that mm -hmm. is something that I cherish all the time. So wow. after that, Keith and I went again. They couldn't go at none of the kids could go with us to the last harvest party because of college and things like that. And then in April, this past April, um, my, my brother got married. So we went to Colorado and Lucas is his name. So I have Avery, Pavla, and then Lacey. Those are my sisters. Of course, I'm the oldest, you know. So three sisters, five brothers. For brothers, I have Nick, Blake, 
Lucas Sterling Bristol. Wow. Bristol is my youngest. Are there any that you have family resemblance with? It's funny because when we met my dad, you know, um, Keith goes, oh my goodness, I think Connor looks like you. Aww, and so, yeah. Wow. So Connor, like, with like the eyes, you know, mm-hmm. and stuff. And so anyway, that was sweet for my dad to hear that. Yeah. We were there last, well, was it last Saturday? Last summer, I guess, with the kids for Father's Day and then birthdays and all that stuff. So it was good to be there with him. And, you know, it just has been such a blessing and like, I'm like a kid in a candy store, you know, like I just, I'm like, when are we getting together next? In fact, Avery <laughs> texted me today because we were talking about possibly going and seeing them. And um, so they were saying how, you know, they couldn't because of a wedding this one weekend and all this stuff. And so she texted me today and she was like, have you thought of any other time to come? So we're going to hopefully go here the next couple of weeks or so. When so what is back. the age? Like you're the oldest. What's the next age um nick uh, is 40 okay and then after that it's just kind of and then bristol's the youngest and he is 25 because carson's 23 and i think that yeah so i just get chills when i picture their sweet little evening prayers as children i know that's my favorite part of the whole story praying for amy right they didn't even know who i was i mean they had you had people that were Bringing you to the throne of Jesus before you even knew Jesus. Right. (laughs) And so one thing that I really did not even put two and two together until I've started thinking about all of this was a verse that I have always clung to was be still and know that I'm God. So how that started was when Addie was like three, we were at the beach And um, she was picking up seashells and she would say, mommy, mommy, be still, be still. And I would always say, and know that I am God. And I finished that. So we said that verse all the time. We have rings with that verse, you Mm -hmm. know, whatever. But little did I know that how that verse would be so influential in my life now to just be still Mm. and know that I'm God. He's going to take care of me, whatever war or fight that I may be in, I just need to be still. And so with all this, with not talking to my mom and stepdad, my sister Whitney on that side, Mm -hmm. we will communicate every so often, but this side of the family is wrapping their arms around me, loving me, welcoming me. When am I going to see you next or whatever? Mm -hmm. And and I, I choose that. Yes. Of you know? course. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So Being loved and welcomed. I right. love it. Yes. Accepted for just who you are. Right. I love it. And so. Well, and what a beautiful picture too. <clears throat> sorry. Of like, he was waiting for you all that. Like he mm-hmm. waited those years till you were in your 20s. Mm-hmm. And then he waited those 15 years, just patiently waiting, mm-hmm. kind of like our Heavenly Father does, mm-hmm. just patiently waiting mm-hmm. till we're ready, till right. it's our, you know, till we yeah. kind of get our stuff yeah, together, he, or whatever. If he had forced <clears throat> the relationship, you may have been turned away right. out of all kinds of different emotions. Mm-hmm. But because he let it be your invitation, mm-hmm. it was just, that is just a beautiful mm-hmm. comparison to our Heavenly Father. Right. And that's gorgeous (laughs) for me to be told that he wanted nothing to do with me, but yet he has eight kids that he's done everything for. He, even though he couldn't see me, he prayed for me. Mm -hmm. He told his kids about me. He never stopped thinking about me. So I have to, you know, and that was not true that he ever wrote a letter asking about adoption. That was completely false. They were, having those words to me so that way I would withdraw and not ask those questions like, why am I not getting to see my biological dad or what, where's Jim or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, so do you feel resentment at all sometimes Um, like missing out on that part growing up? Someone asked me that, you know, whatever. And I don't feel resentment, uh, maybe a little bit on the other side, you know, just because I feel like they took away. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, took some things away from me that I could have, you know, but I'm just glad that they never gave up 
that they are welcoming because they could have easily said, she's not giving us the time of day. She's not, you know, or whatever. But no, they waited. They waited patiently just like Jim did, just like my dad. And so is there resentment to them? No. Right. I'm sad because I missed out on a lot, but I'm trying to build the connection and the relationships where I'm at now. And so by going to that wedding, you know, I wanted to, I was so excited that, you know, they wanted me there and stuff. And so those, those are the type of things I'm going to try to make everything I can make. Yes. So yes. that I can build those relationships that I need now and that I didn't have back then. Mm -hmm. So and you have years to still have all of these wonderful mm -hmm. the years with your dad and stepmom and your siblings. Right. I mean, you're going to have those relationships until you go to heaven. Right. That's yeah. just really beautiful. Mm -hmm. Wow. So the oldest grandson on that side, he when he found out that we had kids, you know, and he's like, well, I guess I'm not the oldest now. <laughs> <laughs> so he's sweet. He's sweet. So. Carson has dethroned him. That's right. <laughs> 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 but the nieces and nephews are all sweet and they all, you know, it's just like they, they call me Amy. They, you know, where are stuff. most of them living right now? I'm um, sure some of them kind of scattered. Nieces and nephews, most of them are living in Nebraska, in Crete area, Lincoln Crete. That's real close, Nebraska. And then I have two brothers that live in, um, Colorado. And then I have a brother that lives in, um, Tennessee, Memphis area, Franklin. Um, he's the oldest one. He's the one that I have a picture of holding, Nick. Mm. And then um, that's it. Mm. So so I have th my three sisters live in Nebraska, two brothers live in Nebraska, and then that. So. Wow. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's just one of those things where I get so excited. Like sometimes I'm just like, wow, Lord, thank you. You know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm in awe of going from a, not being a Christian to meeting Jill, who I was asking about what Passover was, yeah. <laughs> to the discipleship from Jill and Vicki Banks, mm -hmm. to Mary and Keith, to where I'm at now. Mm -hmm. And so... Um, I bet it means a lot to your dad that even though he had to wait patiently, and he did, that you were serving the Lord. Mm -hmm. You were in mm -hmm. a church with your husband and your kids mm -hmm. serving mm -hmm. the Lord. I bet that gave him so much joy. In fact, he told Keith, he, when he called him that day, he said, I feel so much better knowing that she is, is a Christian and that she has married a pastor. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I mean, you know, he knew that, yeah, that God had taken so much peace. Yeah, God had taken care of me and, you know, so... And then, you know, just the times of that we're together, just telling the stories, just talking, you know, and it's just great times. Mm -hmm. There's no drama. There's no, there's really no hatred. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's mm -hmm. just pure mm -hmm. joy. Yeah. Pure joy. I love it. It's just a, it's a great story of redemption, mm -hmm. you know, redemption of the, all the joy that God has been pouring on you when you had really the sadness of this, if you contact your dad, mm -hmm. you're dead to us, like that kind of threat mm -hmm. and fear. And I feel like instead right. it's a reversal of destiny. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, because I went from joy. scared to being yeah. like, to where now I'm like, you know what? I am, I have peace, I have joy, I have, you know, comfort and all that. And, and so, who knows? I mean, this story is not over. Right. You know what? There's, there's years to go. So mm -hmm. wouldn't it be awesome if the Lord even redeems the relationship with your mom and stepdad someday? Mm -hmm. Right. Wouldn't that be so like him? Yes. To do even more mm -hmm. abundantly. Right. More. Yes. Yeah. He just does. Mm -hmm. And nothing's impossible for him. That's right. <laughs> that is right. <laughs> so, but no, that's, I well, love it. Thanks for sharing your story. Yes. Since we, it's been a long time coming, <laughs> but we're just excited that you were willing to do See, that. See, you guys were patient And we too. know. <laughs> we were. But right. we know that, like, this was not easy for you to do. 
And it just is means a lot that you took the courage mm -hmm. to do it. And you said yes, and here you are. And mm -hmm. So thank you from the bottom of our hearts for saying yes. Mm -hmm. Well, this is going to be the first time that it's going to be out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. So praise the Lord. Right. And listeners, if you're waiting on a relationship, let this story encourage you. You do not have any way of knowing what is around the bend. And the Lord is working on your behalf. You just never know what's going to happen. Thanks, Amy. Thank you. Thanks for listening, everyone. We're so glad you were here to listen to episode 121. And we have a huge thank you to Amy for her bravery in telling her story. We love her. We affirm her. And she's awesome. And she was a blessing to me today in hearing this story. One of the things that I'm thinking about is how the reversal of destiny is something that God is a master of. He can take the times of disappointment and fear and turn them into joy and hope. And I just love that about our God. I adore Amy. And one of my favorite parts of this story was hearing her talk about her siblings and her parent, her dad and her stepmom praying for her all that time, all the time. And even though she didn't know Jesus yet and she didn't know people here were praying for her, she had people praying for her. And just, you know that old song, Somebody's Praying? Some yeah. of you listeners may have heard it. It's been a long time <laughs> since I've ever heard it sung somewhere, but the words go, Somebody's praying. I can feel it. Somebody's praying for me. Mighty hands are guiding me to protect me from what I can't see. Lord, I believe somebody's praying for me. And that's what her family did for her. Wow. So thanks for listening. Now we're back at it again, and we'll be back again in two weeks. Bye.